And here we go. Welcome to the first episode of Echoes from the Void. So, we're just going to be chilling, man. Every now and again, we're going to reach out just with, you know, views on films I've seen, books I've read, plays, music, just whatever's on the mind, you know. And, um, hey, if you enjoy it, keep listening if not hey, there's plenty of stuff out there so yo just enjoy you know what i mean but right now i think it's time to talk about films and so last month boy you know what i mean there were some films out there were some films out man but ooh, kind of shaky Kind of shaky. So, if we think about it, it's Ready Player One, Deadpool 2, Avengers, and A Quiet Place. Now, I think, you know, all of these things, all of these films anticipated, you know, what I mean? everyone's been waiting on them. Uh, well, I say all, A Quiet Place, that probably wasn't anticipated at all. But, hey, the other ones, there'd been some buzz, you know what I mean? And, um, didn't all deliver. I mean, if we, if we take Ready Player One out the gate. Now, the book was huge. Everyone loved the book, it seemed, anyway. And so, when they talked about doing the film, it's a bit like, well, can you actually, could you, would that work as a film? Then you kind of thought to yourself, if anyone could pull that off, it's probably a Spielberg. And that's who they got. So you're just straight away, you're thinking, all right, it's in good hands. This should go all right. And I mean, when you watch it, you do get that kind of 80s Spielberg vibe from the film. But, but, the thing is, there were some issues. There were a few issues with this thing. Now, I mean, straight out the gate, I have to say, you know, I think we're, we're, we're trying, everyone's talking about, like, equality in films and showing, you know, a proper depiction of society. This film had a big, a big opportunity to do that. And I'm not talking about the ethnicity of any of the characters, any of that. I'm just talking about just the clear things being, when you read the book, yeah, you know, he talks about the characters and they ain't in good shape. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, they spend so much time in the oasis that they're unhealthy as hell. You know, both of them, like Artemis and Percival. And also, Artemis has, you know, the birthmark on her face. And the way it's described in the book, 
it's a big thing a big thing like it's really noticeable in the film they kind of played it down like really it was hard to notice you know what I mean it like I think that I found that anyway and then both of them Percival and Artemis hey they were both in pretty good shape you know what I mean they they, they picked um you know probably two attractive young actors actors and actresses you know for for the for, for those roles and it was a bit like you you could have done something more with that you know you you, you could have put people in a film that looked a bit more average you know that really reflected the characters from the book which would have resonated more with the audience I feel so I thought that was you know something where they where they slipped up on you know but then there was other things with the book it was just sort of like I think there was issues with the pacing and the structure and it was just I don't know it's, just, it's like the characters their interactions all seemed a bit off you know it, it was building this kind of world it just none of it kind of seemed to fit you know it's like you're talking about this guy and he he's broke percival but his rig at the very beginning wasn't a cheap rig so that was a bit like wait what 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 what's going on here you know either he's this or he's that like where's the line and i think they did a good job cutting out a lot of the rambling of the book and the forcing of the 80s narrative but the film i think it just lacked some some of the essence of the story and you force these people into situations like the whole personal Artemis relationship seemed really forced within the confines of the film and then your portrayal of the oasis itself like either people you know wear the rig and don't have to do anything or they have to act out their actions because you know towards the end of the film you have them running through the street doing you know doing the whole revolt kind of thing and it's a bit like well they wouldn't actually have to do that you know you you might want to try and have some movement to show something on film but that wasn't the thing to show because then it went against the whole essence of this virtual reality world which was kind of Mm, I don't know it was weird it was weird so I don't know Ready Player One it, it just it seemed to lack a little it did seem to lack a little which was a shame it was like I don't know having a Commodore 64 and everyone else 
was on a PlayStation 4. So, yeah, there was that. But, however of a letdown that was, Deadpool 2, oof, that was a huge ass turkey. I, to be honest with you, I have to say straight out the gate, I wasn't a big fan of Deadpool 1. It was okay at best. But there was a lot of issues I had with the first. But it seems the second one took all those issues and went and dialed those up even more. There's all this film did was play on the same jokes it was making in the first film. It's a bit like, okay, you know, you're breaking the fourth wall, great. But why do it as much? You know, you're doing it constantly, constantly, constantly. Every five minutes, you're breaking it, breaking it, breaking it, breaking it. And it just gets redundant. You know, it's a bit like you made jokes about DC in the first film. Hody, hody, ho. And you're just making loads of them in this one. Like, I think all the things it's trying to point out at and go, hey, look, look at how, you know, film does this and film does that. I have to say, a lot of these issues have already been addressed. They're not perfect, but they've been addressed. So the film is talking about them as if no one else has realized these things. Which is a bit weird. It's you know, I think I think it's just. It seems that the more budget. The the more the egos have grown, and so they're they're trying to, you know, perpetuate certain themes that they feel that, you know, they they're so clever they've seen no one else has realized. And they're just playing on it and on it and on it and on it. I mean, the funniest thing of that film had to be Rob Delaney as Peter. That that was hilarious. You know, I didn't I didn't even know he was in the film, man. And then he just showed up and he just killed it. He stole it. But that's kind of the problem of the film. It shouldn't have been you know, stolen by a bit character. Even though that character might be hilarious, but that shouldn't be the crowning moment of a film. But yeah, Deadpool 2, man. Whew. You know, some of the effects were just... just not great. You know, I'm, I'm just... I don't, I'm not looking forward to X-Force. I'm hoping there's not going to be a Deadpool 3. But from all accounts, the film's still making money. So probably going to get them. Probably going to get them. But it's not all doom and gloom because Avengers Infinity War... 
God damn, that was good. That was so engaging. You know, it was vast, this huge tapestry. But there was no sag. You know, it wasn't just thrown out there for 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 the reason of you know we want these characters to be in a film you know or well we we want to tell a story we want to sell some toys we want to it was just all straight up story and i think that was the the really enjoyable thing about the film you know we've seen from things like justice league that sometimes a there can be too many characters in something you know and they don't get enough time to really develop to shine to show any sort of purpose but i think what we noticed with infinity war is everyone seemed to have a role and everything was building you know it was all building to get to this one place to show this effect you know to 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 have you witness what kind of happens when people get ultimate power and I think that was that was just a great thing, you know, just the way the Russo brothers, I think, balanced everything and were able to tell this story. That I think it just worked on its own. So, you know, the next film can then be this this new entity, this new thing, which kind of helps build and resolve things from the first chapter yeah so it should be good you know i'm looking forward to that but i have to say that was probably definitely a highlight of the month definitely a highlight of the month but something that went and stole kind of stole some of the show man i have to say it was a quiet place I, w- I was not expecting this film, you know. I've I've always liked John Krasinski. Uh, he's hilarious in the office, man. But I love oh, "Away We Go." That's just such a heartwarming film. And so, you know, hearing about this, I was thinking, well, yeah, I gotta give it a gotta gotta check it out. And ah. Man, I left it late, but I'm glad I was able to see it. Because I think the beauty of this film was the way it kind of engages with you. There's, you know, so the plot is the world's been taken over. So there's these aliens, they've taken over the world. We're not really given any backstory. It's just in the middle of what's happened. I think I think the film alludes to it's been a month since it all went down but that's it we're not given anything else and you and, and that's good we don't need you know uh, this extra story you know this baggage don't need it 
ain't the way they throw you in and, and and weave everything around you it is it just works so well and it works so well that you don't even care about some of the contradictions because there are contradictions there, there are things happening in the film where you when you actually think about it you're like hold on if these aliens are mad on sound and can hear anything then how the hell does this happen and that happen and that happen and that happen i don't make any sense but the film you know it ropes you in so much the way you know just the interaction the silent interaction from the characters the family you know their their whole story you know some of the things that were were shown have happened to them and have led them to this point it's so engaging it's so heart-wrenching that you're just you're all in you know you're all in on everything you understand that the emotion that is is racking them all is that pivotal thing in this in this picture uh, i i think millicent simmons the way she conveys frustration and kind of loneliness it's just it's done so well it's done so well from such a young actress it's just it's incredible man it's incredible and there's this moment at the end of the film when hmm yeah i i mean all right when she meets eyes with John Kransiski's character, that you are just, whew, yo, it, it was tough, it was so tough, you know, you, you just see that, and you understand everything that's gone between them in that moment, and you just, whew, but they, but then, when you know, after this point, she has that epiphany, that that realization that she was never on her own. You know, that the love was always there, and that is just as heart wrenching. You know, it, it it just it just tugs on you so much. And you're just like, God damn it, man. This little indie film is just, oh, it just packs a heavyweight punch, you know. So if you haven't seen it and you get the opportunity, definitely you need to check out A Quiet Place. Because it's something else. Definitely something else. And, um, you know, Actually, there was another film just come out. Forgot about it. Doesn't really say much for the film. But that's Solo. So, only came out last week. 
it is the next in the a star wars story franchise as it were you know the first one of this ilk was rogue one which was probably I don't know if it's the best or the second best Star Wars film. You know, I I, th I think it's it, it it's that toss up between Rogue One and Empire Strikes Back. And um, yeah, yeah, I think it depends on the day of which one I feel is the best. But you know, Solo is the second one. Um, and these films are are there for the years when the trilogy installments aren't coming out. Um, so this is the origins of Han Solo. You know, so um, we get to find out what made Han Han. And uh, you find out Solo isn't actually his surname. Woo! And that, that whole bit was a bit, ugh. A bit of a letdown. A bit just jarring, you know. And, and I think that was the thing. Like, you had these moments that were filling in these parts of of a story that you didn't know and when you got the answers you're just like oh oh that really that that's the thing the, 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 this is what you're telling me it came from this this is what made this person ugh just was just a letdown it was you know, I think straight out the gate, we're, we're showing um, Han and I, I think it's Kira, Emma, Emily, Amelia Clark's character. Um, and we're showing them on the street. They're, they're these kind of urchin type Oliver Twisty characters. And that's what we're told. But you look at them and you think, no, I don't buy that. Because you do not look like you've missed a meal. You look perfectly fine. You know, they, they're not looking gaunt. They're not looking dirty. They're not looking anything like we are being told they are. So if you can't buy that, how can you buy into anything else that is happening in this film? You know, it makes it tough. It makes it like, huh, well, this is all just a stretch, you know? And that's not even like the flying part. It's just the human element. That is the non-believable stuff in this film. And that's a problem. You know. You should be able to at least. 
buy into that, you know, the human element, what makes a person a person, that should be a given, you know. But it's just not there. The, uh, the, the film, it just, just lacked a spark. And that was just throughout. I, I, I just, ugh, just the acting wasn't, wasn't great. Like, Lando, he, it was very wooden. You know, Donald was just, it just seemed like he was just going through the motions with this role. And I think after the fact, there's been articles out going, oh, Lando's pansexual. And you're just like, wait, but what does that mean? What are you, what are you saying with this? Because you weren't really shown anything in this film about anything. You, know, you, you just, you can't buy anything about him. Because we're not given a true reflection of who he's meant to be. It's just someone going A to B to C to D to E. That's all we. That's all we have. You know, and then we're forcing all these other things down our throats. Be like, hey, look, this is how the falcon gets beaten up a bit. Oh, look, that's why the guns are different in the next film. Hey, look. Oh, guess what? You see there? You see there? That. That's the hidden compartment, right? That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen this before. You've seen this in the other films, remember? Remember this? Do you remember this? Oh, and let's talk about the Kessel Run. Let's make this big thing about the Kessel Run. That's just... Is that it? It's a bit like... Right, from all we've heard about this thing, this epic kind of mission, it's just, just a waste. It's just a huge waste. And this, and this is the thing, it's, you know, it's not essentially a terrible film, but it's just... By the numbers. You know. that That's all this is. This is Star Wars. By the numbers. It has no character. You know. You couldn't pick it out of a stand up. It's like. It's like a singer coming from one of these reality TV singing competitions. It's going to be there for a minute. And then disappear into nothingness. And no one is going to give a damn. Which is a real shame, you know. But yeah. That's solo for you. So it's a bit like, hmm. What else is there? Don't know. You know, we've got, if you think about films that come in. In the next month. We've got the, the, the new Oceans 8. Don't know. Jurassic Park. 
<sighs> don't know. I mean, at the moment, I can't think of anything that is is jumping out at me. Other than, I should say, other than Ant Man and Wasp, I feel that could be good. Because the first one was very enjoyable. But yeah, I don't know. But that's the cinema, man. But um, hey, the other night I went to see uh, Train Spotting live. Yeah, one one of my peoples hit me up and was just like, "Yo, Train Spotting's in the theater. Want to go check it?" And uh, you know what? I'm like, "Hey, if I'm not doing anything, I just figure, why not?" You know, the, 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 there's always something that you can pick up from things, you know. So it's all about having adventures and shit. So, hey, went to the theatre, man. And <laughs> it was not what I expected at all. Like, I mean, for the, the, like, straight out the gate, like, the, the, this uh, female character just flashes everyone. And it's just like, wait, what? Whoa, 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 what is going on here? You know, I mean, I have to say, I didn't see it. <laughs> God damn it, bad eyesight, man. But, um, yeah, no, because it, it, it was in the vaults. Um, it's the vaults theatre uh, near Waterloo, which is um, very narrow. And um, so the room that the field, that this play was being shown in was um yeah long narrow benches along either side and so yeah everything took place in this narrow area which made it a bit difficult um yeah made it a bit difficult to see everything especially if you're at one end and the action was happening down the other end so that was a bit of a bit of a problem but yo this was very loud very brash if if drugs and swearing isn't your thing then you better not go see this because boy that that was front and center all the way through but yeah there were some funny moments in the film definitely some funny moments film in the in the play yeah but it was um yeah it was one of these immersive shows as well so you had the characters jumping into the audience and um a couple of times bringing like an audience member into the actual proceedings and everything but um yeah it was an enjoyable evening you know it wasn't bad so i, I believe that it finishes this week in London, but it's then going to be in Edinburgh for the Fringe Festival. So if you're going to be in the Fringe and you have some free time, then yeah, go check out Train Spotting, man. It could, um, yeah, it could surprise you, you know. But uh, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, you know, on on that front, I think there's there's not been um, nothing else. You know, I've been to a lot of comedy though lately, which has been um, yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. It's been fun. Went to um, Rob Delaney was um, shooting a, a Comedy Central series um, in Camden the other week, and uh, yeah, so got to see a couple of those shows um there's a f- yeah a, a few comedians on each show all doing um like five five minute sets and then rob was doing a little little stuff in between oh man but one at one point oh god damn it he made he made this joke and uh, it's just like oh shit that's 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 like one of my jokes, right? That's like one of mine, and you know, I, I think I haven't watched comedy for a while just because you know I'm trying to write, and you know you don't want to um, you you don't want to to be influenced, you know you you don't want to you don't want to write something that you've heard somewhere else but you've just forgotten about. And so it's just that moment, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's going on? What, what what's happening here?" Um, but then I realised, oh, okay, no, it isn't. It isn't actually like you know, like my joke. We definitely got a different approach, a different punchline. You know, just the subject matter was similar, but it wasn't the same joke. And woo, that was something, you know. I think it is kind of like yo, when um, <laughs> you know, I, I I guess, um, you could say it's like you know you're watching a lot of porn, you know, and um, you're seeing people do do a little science sign, and you're like, oh shit, wait, I don't do it like that, man. Am I? Can I? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't think I've ever managed to get that done. Boy, oh, and you doubt yourself until you know you get your your time to shine, and then you realize, okay, no, haven't lost a step. Still know what I'm doing. Everything is golden, and uh, yeah, but you know, it's all good because hey. One thing I do realize, you know, when you're watching comedy and you're going out and you're seeing this stuff, it does make you write more. So, you know, I've got, I think I've probably got a solid, I don't know, maybe half an hour. I think I've got a half an hour, which is kind of cool. So I'm just, but it's just about working it, you know. So I just got to, um, got to get out more, get out more to some open mic spots, do a little thing, you know, just polish everything, uh, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, trying to do this, there's a competition, and, um, for the friends, so I'm, I'm hoping to, um, to get that sorted, but even if it, you know, even if it doesn't come about, it will give me more material, so it's all good, you know, I've, I've written, I've nearly finished the piece, 
and um yeah some funny shit so yeah that that that's all good that's all good boy sent me um joe cole's album yeah joe cole's new album man so i was listening to that and it's all right you know like beats wise it's cool it's not too bad but I don't know if Joe is evolving on the lyrical front. When you you listen to some other people, you know, you compare that stuff. You see how Kendrick has developed and moved and evolved. I don't think, I don't think Joe has done the same. But, I don't know. I guess it's all about time and all of that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I did see. Um, I went to the to the South Bank and saw, um, yeah, Carlin Anderson, um, Nikki Nikki O, Speech to Baylor, Nab- Nabula Garcia. It was um. It was a night about like songs around protest so it's interesting you know just like hearing these pieces that were were written around you know incidents that have happened throughout the history of civil rights and um you know like how how these moments affected certain people and so they wrote a certain piece and um yeah you know the music was all good some of it you do think i mm, i don't know if that invokes this in me but you know it's an enjoyable piece it's um yeah i i think the evening definitely went to show how diverse the south banks kind of um selection committee group booker is and you know the the quality of the shows that they put on i say the audience isn't as as diverse a lot of the time which is a bit of a shame i it it was um at one point during the night uh speech speech to baylor did um hip-hop dead prayers which was like yo i just heard the Break, 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 records, records, mm. and boom. It was just like, God damn it. Yes, I'd forgotten about that song, man. It's been a long time, you know, but it just reminded me of the good old days. But it, no one else, no one else really recognized that song, which was a bit like, oh, damn. <laughs> but, it, but it was good, man. It was a, it was a fun enjoyable night you know so i'm looking forward to there's a few other things coming up i think it's mainly comedy though mainly comedy but yeah a few more nights at the south bank and um underbelly festival which is all good so looking forward to that but uh hey one thing that i did see recently it was the uh this is america video childish gambino 
which is, is the funny thing is I saw the video um, a few days before everything went nuts about it and I just remember seeing it and I'm thinking you know because lyrically it's not hmm like it, it's not mind-blowing you know like there's certain things it touches on but it's it's really the visualization that kind of captures you so when yeah seeing the video and thinking boy this is interesting man yeah you know i mean you could see that it's, it's, it's you know it's powerful like the imagery was powerful but i didn't really i didn't think it would go as nuts as it did you know and i was like whoa when everyone's just going crazy about it, I was like, God damn it, that's interesting. But the thing that was just like, God damn it, what is happening here? Was when uh, Nicole Arbor did the female edit. And that was just, what are we doing here? You know, it, it was just... I'm getting a little tired of all of this, you know. It's a bit like we are supposedly trying to be in this society where everyone's equal and we're all, you know, working towards the same thing, you know, which, you know, we all know is a lie, but it's the message that we're always trying to put across but then what keeps on happening is here's a thing for this group and here's a thing for that group oh and this is for this oh well well you have that so we need uh you know we need a female version we need a black version we need you know a jewish version we need a yo stop with all the different versions man you know what i mean it's just like there's certain things that speak to everyone I think that was the thing I enjoyed the most about Black Panther, the film, you know. I thought, hey, it was a film that had a lot of great black talent in front of and behind the camera. But the story itself spoke to everyone. It wasn't just a black story. And that's what we should be working towards. And it's just like, when you do this as America, it's a bit like, it's not necessarily for guys. You know, so it was a bit like, why does there need to be this female edit? What is its purpose? You know, if you want to put something out talking to women that's fine man do your thing but could it not be a new entity you know why do we always have to subjugate something to tell a story and if you are gonna do it at least do it well you know it was just like there was that bit there's a bit in it towards the end and she she makes this dumb reference 
and then has to explain the reference. And it's a bit like, no, 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 no. Look, if you haven't got the talent to say it within the confines of the song itself, then don't say it. Don't, you know, have to kind of address that point because you can't write for share. That's very weak. It's very weak. And it was just... It was a shame, man. It was a shame. Because I think it's craziness like that that I don't think it, it moves anything forward. You know, the things could be done in a better way to get certain messages across. And that wasn't the way to get a message across, you know. But what are you going to do, huh? Everything is as it is, man. But hey. All we can do is just keep on being who we be, you know. But on that note, I think I think we're probably coming to the end of the episode. So, hey, it's been interesting, man. But this is going to be a work in progress, you know. We're going to work on the structure, work on... You know, just the way it's all coming together. But we're going to try and keep it regular, you know. So, hey, hope you enjoyed the rambling. And I will check you next time. Peace.